I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. One of the most important things you can do in building your business is to focus on your brilliance. Now, your brilliance is your creativity. It is you creating concepts with clients and getting them excited about it, figuring out what it is you're going to do and how you're going to do it and, and bringing the client along with you. And then actually doing the creation of that particular design, um, filling out all the pieces and making, making it all come together. So what you need to remember in that and why it's so important is because this time when you're working in your brilliance is what pays you. Okay. It is the 20% of your business that runs everything else. Okay. It is the, the part in your business where you're actually being paid $150 an hour, $250 an hour, $375, whatever, whatever your hourly rate is internally, whatever it is that you want to make. This is where it happens with this creative, brilliant time that, that includes the clients, includes the marketing, includes all that juicy stuff that makes it all come together. Now, the goal here with that juicy, <laughs> that juicy, brilliant time is to have 20 hours a week that are paid. That is a really good goal. Okay. That would be half of your work week being immersed in payable time. Now, it equates to quite a bit of money at the end of the year. Um, it can really pay out nicely. But the other side of it, the other side of the coin of actually doing this is that 20 paid hours a week of design time, really focused design times, will create probably more than 20 hours a week of paperwork, follow-up, and all the other stuff that you know that goes with it. All right? So we want to be sure that that you don't squeeze out your brilliant hours time with with paperwork time. Okay. Because, you know, it creates so much paperwork and so many demands. And if you don't have an organizational system or any team behind you or anything like that, you spend a ton of time putting out fires. Okay. Just, just trying to keep everything going. Um, and it, it, it diminishes your creativity, obviously, and it gives you less time to do the creative work. So it's very, very important to protect your creative time and really try to hit that goal. Now, how do you do that, right, is the next question, right? You know, that's actually where an admin assistant comes in, um, likely virtual, a virtual assistant, just because it's easier to do and easier to find uh, and easier to work with in the end. I'm going to talk more about how that works there because I know that will go, well, I, how does that work? How is that going to be, you know? You want to know that, that I, I was drug into the world of virtual assistants kicking and screaming, saying, that'll never work. That's not what I want. I've never done that before. Ah. 
And, and here, here's what happened. I had an assistant that worked four days a week. Um, she did a pretty good job. She, you know, I was happy with her. I'd give her a project to do and it would come back a week or so later. No problem. Um, and then she left, um, to go get a real job. It, she was in a divorce and needed to really support herself. And I wasn't able to pay her what she needed to have to, you know, take care of her family. So, you know, that was cool. And I was kind of in a pinch for what I was going to do. So, um, I got talked into trying this, this VA thing, all right, this virtual assistant. Well, I'll tell you the first piece I gave her to do, the first project I gave her came back in an hour, <laughs> not a week an hour. Okay, now, granted, she was trying to impress me, and she did, right? And she continued to be fast, maybe not quite that fast, but but really, really on it, really got things done, very, very efficient, much more so than my in-person person. So, you know, big, big difference there. Now, what I want you to realize is that your assistant isn't going to be a design assistant to start with, because a design assistant helps with design work. And design work is what you love to do and what you're highly paid to do. And it doesn't make sense to give that away. You don't want your design assistant doing the fun stuff and then you're stuck with the admin stuff, all the tracking and purchasing and following up. No, 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 no. Backwards, backwards. You want to hold on to your brilliance, the stuff where people are paying you and get rid of all the other stuff behind you. Okay, that's what needs to happen. The problem with the design assistant, while it sounds like a good idea and it would be have be fun to have someone to share things with maybe and, and do a little research now and then, is that's not really where the problem is, okay? And they are not good at doing all the follow-up and the purchase orders and the tracking and the spec sheets and the, you know, all that back-end admin stuff that you would really rather not do. They'd really rather not do it either, right? And while they can do it for you just to get to where they want to go, and many of us do that, right? That's okay. You're not going to be very good at it because people who are good at it love it. You know, they absolutely love checking off all the boxes on the list, right? You know, it's their, it's their jam. All right, so, so what we're really looking for here is an admin assistant. Now, the next question then, of course, is, well, what do they do? What on earth would I do with an admin assistant? That doesn't make sense, Terry. What, what, what? I don't understand how this works. Well, first of all, you have to realize that most of everything you do is on a cloud. Right. So you can share files everywhere. So that makes, that makes life easier. So we'll start with that piece. So the first thing that I gave my admin assistant, my VA, when I got her was my emails. All right. I was spending about two hours, maybe three sometimes answering emails every day. This is not paid time. This is not brilliance time. This is just waste your time, right? You know, enough. You know, it, it take it it hasn't made our lives easier. It makes it harder. It just adds a couple hours to your day. Right? So what I did was I gave her the emails. I gave her my main email and set up another one for me that turns into a private email. Okay. So it doesn't get loaded up with all the stuff. So then the question is, well, how did I train her to do emails? Okay. Well, it wasn't really so hard. First of all, we identified all the stuff you could throw away right? or get rid of, you know, or unsubscribe to it. However she'd like to do it, this is all junk. That's 50, 50, 60% of it, right? Okay. We can let all of that go. Then there's things that 
that often come up that have the same kind of answer or the same kind of response. They could be to clients, they could be to vendors, they could, you know, all sorts of things. So what I did with those emails is I would write an example of how I would answer that. And then she would take that example and put the beginning and end on it, right? And then keep it in her file of how to answer that kind of email. So what happened over a period of about six weeks is we had, we got examples of all these different kinds of emails and how to answer them. That took care of about 90% of all those emails. The last 10%, like things from clients, things that are real specialized, things that she didn't know how to answer, she would forward on to my private email. Terrific. So I would end up with two, three, four emails a day that I had to deal with. Advantage to that? Well, I gained about two hours a day. It was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. And you know what? You could, you could train your clients to do it too. You know, I, I trained them not, not to call me and ask, but just email it and they get, they get an answer back faster that way than they would to call me. And then I have to go ask somebody else and then call them back the next day and that sort of thing. So I really got myself out of that loop and freed out a whole bunch of time that way. Then we started working on another area. We picked up um, purchase orders and purchasing. Now that's a spot that, um, quite frankly, you know, if I never had to write another and track and follow up and do another purchase order in my whole life, I'll be happy. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> and I did it for 30 years. Enough. Enough. But all right. So you're in the middle of this. Um, you essentially could have a VA run your purchasing department. Okay. Because none of that stuff, none of it actually is stuff you should be doing. It's all, all admin time. It's $30 an hour time, maybe $40 an hour time, not $150 an hour time. Okay. And it's, it's easy to, to pay for because you're gaining all these hours to, to do your, your highly paid work. All right. So how are they going to run your purchasing? All right. Well, first of all, you need to be on a cloud based organ design organization program. Okay. What is that? Well, my domo, um, design files, design manager, any of those guys, they're all fine. They all pick the one that you feel most comfortable with the interface and you like the tech support. Okay. Those two things are the most important that it's, that it's logical to you how it works and you like the people and the response you get and that sort of thing. Okay. They do the same thing in the end and in what I know. So. I don't have an opinion about that other than do it, okay? It's really important. It'll really make sense. You may have to rearrange the way you, your process a little bit because it is, that is a process, but it will clean up your business enormously. You will gain a day or so. If you haven't done this yet, please do it because you will gain a day a week by, by getting on a good software program. So at any rate, the software programs are on the cloud. That means that somebody else can work on it in another location very easily. So it's easy to share files. So this is a, an important little spot there. So. What can you do there? Well, first of all, your VA could do your pricing, okay? You could drag and drop the pieces that you're interested in that you're thinking that may fit into this job and have her finish it out by looking up all the prices, right? And figuring out what the markup's in and what the sell price is. So, you know, the whole thing could be in there. Now, sometimes people worry about um, having account numbers out there and that sort of thing. Well, there are programs, if you want, that can that can essentially disguise that, that that 
work that looks like an application that's in between um, you and those wholesale accounts, if you're worried about that. But, you know, that's the way you do it. So they have access to all that. Your, your um, banking information is already with your vendors, should be, right? Should be. So it's not a problem to place a purchase order and pay for it because it's already there. I'll just do the okay. And we know that the information that she's using on the purchase order is correct because it's what she used on the proposal to the client when you sold it. Okay, it's just getting rolled over into the next piece. Very, very easy that way. Okay, so you set up the parameters in the pricing, um, and whatever, whether it's retail or a cost plus, I, I prefer you to retail. You might as well, right? Take advantage of that. You can set that up within the system so that she knows what to do with each of those vendors to get to that price. Now, there's a great advantage to that in that the pricing, your pricing of product becomes consistent. Um, and the reason why I point that out is I know, and I know I, I, I watch it happen with, with, with my student designers that are working on this stuff. And I know I used to do it is when I was feeling really busy and really jammed with work. And I really don't care if we get this job or not. I just want to get it out the door. And if you take it fine, if you don't fine, I don't care. Right. My prices would be higher. Right. I just slam it out. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. You're not going to, not going to worry about it. Right. When I was feeling scarcity, when I was feeling like I didn't have enough jobs or I was worried about where the money was coming from or got into that mindset of scarcity, I would diminish my margins, my markups and margins on my product because I was in that scarcity mindset and thinking, oh, I need to make that a little less so we make sure we sell that. Now, I know from the, <laughs> the outside looking in, that makes absolutely nothing to do with the sale or not. But it is a way that we get in our own way and, and diminish our profits very easily without even realizing we're doing it. Okay. And so having somebody else do your pricing is extremely, extremely important because it'll keep you from doing that. Um, the same thing if you're, if you're still billing hours, if you're in a fee, it's not going to make any difference. But if you're still by billing by the hours, you need to have somebody else do that too, because you'll do the same thing with your hours. If you're feeling scarce, you're going to give away more time. And that seems like an oxymoron, like it's backwards, but everybody does, everybody does it to themselves. So this could be a good checkpoint to keep that from happening. So great advantage there. Okay. Another thing that they can do is place those orders. Get those purchase pay orders out and, and pay for them through your accounts. Okay. There's nothing particularly risky about that. You've already sold it. That's the price. It's agreed upon. The vendor has your, your information. You're just, you, they're just going to say, yes, go ahead and order it. And you see that go through the system and it's already done for you. Now, when you, when you do that, you can set within your software system how you want the follow-up done, how long you want to w want them to wait before they get an acknowledgement, before they follow up with the, the company, um, and where, when the, when that acknowledgement comes, where they put it, okay, needs to be filed in the customer file. So we've got a reference to that. Um, 
we, we've got a pretty good connection there. And that system will set up reminders when to follow up, when to check in. Um, they need to be in that purchasing on a regular basis, um, so that they could see what's going on and give you a report every Monday in your staff meeting of where we're at in this purchasing. You know, this whole job is good. I've got one back order on Jones. You know, it's two weeks. Do you want to wait or not? Or, you know, I got a drop on, on Mrs. Green's fabric and, you know, for the chair. Um, can you, can you pick out another one for me so I can fix that? Um, it, it's that kind of stuff that feeds back to you on Monday morning so that you don't have to keep it in your head. Okay. The advantage of that stuff doesn't fall through the cracks. You know, when I was running my business, even with the staffing I had, I used to wake up in the middle of the night, this was before, before I had computer, computerized systems to do this too. I'd wake up in the middle of the night going, Oh, I forgot. I forgot that, you know, and I'd, I'd had a pad of paper and <laughs> the pen beside my bed so I could write it down, right? So I could go back to sleep and not worry about it. This way you've got somebody else doing that part and you can actually sleep at night instead of work at night. Sounds lovely, huh? Sounds like a nice advantage. Okay. You could have your, this VA who's running purchasing follow up on the ETAs, the estimated time of arrival, um, checking with those, making sure that they're still correct, that we're in the right place, that we know that they're, that, that this stuff is coming, that it's not falling behind with the vendors. You can watch for drops and back orders along the way. Um, you don't, you know, and you know, like that back order when she told you on Monday that you didn't, that she you needed a replace for replacement for that chair fabric. Well, if it doesn't come during the week, she'll be there to say next week, hey, Terry, you didn't give me a replacement for that chair fabric and I need to get that in if we're going to make that on time. Oh, oh, I'll do it today. Okay. You've got somebody else behind you backing you up with all that stuff. It is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, the advantage is, you know, you can sleep at night for Pete's sake. Okay. Um, VAs could also do, um, setting up installations, getting those all set up, setting up with the customer and the vendor and getting all those pieces done. They could make the load list for the truck. That's actually one of my things. I used to do a lot of big deliveries, full furnished deliveries. Actually, it was model homes where you got 300 POs that have to be on the truck. I want everything that belongs in that house on that truck on that day. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the warehouse staff is not the, sharpest tack in the box or you know they got this handful of POs they miss stuff you get it all on a list for them they can check it off as they put it in the truck and then when it when they deliver you can check it off when it comes out of the truck you know really good way of tracking that your VA could could set that all up for you so it's all ready to go okay you know she could work on things like freight damage problems oh my gosh that goes on and on and on you know, I, I don't know. I think we should have a sit-in or a protest about the quality of furniture coming in these days. You shouldn't have to order something three times to get one that's okay. <laughs> but but we do at this time, right? You could have somebody in charge of that, somebody taking care of that, somebody who would take customer service requests, something something that needs to be fixed for a client, uh, you know, the uh, strings in a and a blind that that broke and doesn't work right you need to call those guys back and get the get the workroom installer back out there and fix that um that kind of stuff can be taken care of on the side and that person's reporting into you every week about what they did and what's happening there but you don't have to do it 
lovely advantage. Lovely, lovely advantage. Now, this kind of stuff, this kind of stuff is practical, um, useful information that you can use right now in your business. That's what we do here at IDBA. Uh, we're very focused on our clients and our our designers who are working now and the jobs they're working on now, that we're providing information that makes it easier, makes it faster, runs smoother, better systems, all of those pieces. Um, it's, it's really, um, it's quite fun from my side to be able to work on this and tune it and make it work better and better and better. You know, if you're interested in seeing what we do and how it works, just go to the website, um, interiordesignbusinessacademy.com, um, and uh, sign up for a clarity call. It's fun. It's easy. There's no pressure. We don't push, but we can tell you what we do. You can see if it's a fit for you, see if it makes sense. Um, but you know, know that, that having somebody behind you makes an enormous difference. You're going to realize that, that nobody became a, <laughs> a famous tennis player without a really good coach or two behind them. Become a really good designer with a coach or two behind you because you have more information, more support, more connection going forward. So check it out if you want. Meanwhile, let's talk about more things that the, the VA could do. You could be working on specifications for a new build. Now, you know, as you run through all those details, there's hundreds and hundreds of specifications in a new build that you have to do. Um, we use a specification um, template, essentially, a big template that has every single thing that goes into a house on it. Um, when you do that with your VA, you give them the template to start with, and then you can just send them tear sheets as you make the plumbing choices, as you make the cabinet choices, as you make the paint choices. All of those things drop into that template. Your VA can just cut and paste the information. You say where it goes. They cut and paste it in, and then they take that tear sheet and file it into the back end of that particular document. So by the time you get through everything that you have to pick out, the spec sheet's done. Okay? How cool is that? How many times I have spent entire weekends building a big spec sheet in Excel trying to get this thing done? It's not my jam. Okay? I can do it. I can do it if you make me do it, but it's not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing the selections. This is a way to get it done as you go. So when you hit the end, the whole thing's complete. You can print it. You can give it to them digitally. You can sort it in all these different ways. It's a very, very cool thing to do. You know, and the advantage is you don't spend your entire weekend working on a spec sheet that has to go out on Monday morning. It's already done. Okay. There's, there's, a huge amount of work here that could happen in about two hours a day. You know, what I've described is probably a two-hour-a-day um, virtual assistant. Now, one of the advantages of virtual assistants, it's, it's, it's a partial hire, right? You're only buying two hours a day. They aren't um, at your house or your studio, so they're not in your way. And when you hire an in-person person, generally, if they're part-time, they're going to be like Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon. That would be 10 hours, right? The problem with that is they never understand the flow of the business. They're never actually in it. Um, 
And if they're, say, following up on a problem, like a freight problem, on Tuesday, the guy's going to call back on Wednesday and it lands in your lap instead of theirs. And okay, that didn't solve the problem. So it's really important that you have somebody in the business every day because they're going to start understanding the flow. They're going to get to know the clients and know what you're doing. It, it makes total sense. And then the, the communication is really quite easy. It's really easy to to send a text or or jump on Zoom or you know talk about it get something straightened out and have a meeting once a week and it all it all runs really smoothly now this is part of the team and systems piece the back end of your business that starts settling all these things down so that you can be very focused on your brilliance time and remember your brilliance time is the stuff you love to do and the stuff you get paid a lot for doing Okay. And when you can focus on that and hold that 20 hours or even push it to 30, you can do really, really well. You could be very profitable, have plenty of money to spend and plenty of time to enjoy it with, right? It'll all come together that way. So if you want to find out more about how we do this and how it works, this is more pieces from our structure program, which is about building team and building systems behind you. Um, and we'd be happy to talk to you about it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I call it a clarity call. Just go to the website, interiordesignbusinessacademy.com. Sign up for a clarity call. We'll get a little assessment first. We want to know who you are, how it works, that sort of thing. Get you in the loop. And then we can answer questions. You can find out if it's a fit for you or not, all fine. But um, I think that you will be ahead of the game if you do. So until next time, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.